Oh man, let me, let me make sure. All right, now that I got the the red button about to roll. Let me give you the right introduction, man. Mm-hmm. I, this guy had to crawl so that I can walk. You guys call me an encyclopedia, but I would be nothing without this guy because he is. If you think I'm the encyclopedia, he is the battle rap Google search engine. All right, um, one of the guys that really cares for our history in the game. Somebody that cares about educating fans. Somebody that's been around for close to now two decades of being a uh, of a connoisseur of this culture, Mr. Minnesota Luke. Welcome to Let's Talk Battle Rap. Hey, hey, hey. And I, I, I just feel like I always got to say this. Like, I know, I think it was Big K who said, Minnesota Luke knows a lot about, what did he say? I have the, I have the exact quote. He says, you have a plethora knowledge of nothing. <laughs> and that's so true, man. <laughs> I can't remember right now. I'm trying to study to like change careers and become sort some sort of computer person, bro. I I forget everything. I forget everything. But I do have all this useless knowledge. Like, right there. Like, uh, you know, you sent me these questions to to look at, uh, or and somehow I'm able to remember dates. You know, I'm able to remember these things. But yeah, I mean, I I just want to make sure it's clear that I a lot of the shit I know is bullshit. To be honest, and not all that important but i do know some stuff i guess it's almost like this 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 encyclopedia knowledge it's like if i haven't been able to transfer this exact same skill set into anywhere else what what could i be right now dude that, no you're telling me bro and and something i always tell people is it's actually very weird because i i actually have severe memory problems i've i i've had uh I, I have really bad memory problems, actually, where mm. I, I forget things that happen um, all throughout high school. I would forget to turn in assignments, not because I didn't know how to do them, but because I didn't remember that they were due. Um, I, I I have things in my life that I've been needing to do for two years that take a single day, and I haven't done them because I forgot that they exist. And then I'll remember when I get a, you know, a note in the mail saying, you know, you're two thousand dollars behind in this, and I have the money, but it's I oh uh, yeah. So why is there a boot on my car? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Memory is such a weird thing to me in in that I can remember some really useless things, but uh, not always things I need to remember. Well, you talked about the psychology of like memorization with battle rappers too. And, and, and it's funny you saying that you have such a bad memory. I'm pretty sure you're not the only person in the world in this culture, especially the MCs that have such horrible memory, but they have no choice but to find a way to exercise uh, their brains to, to memorize this content that they have no ownership for and they can only use once and it has to be perfect. I'm kind of like, 100%. I'm kind of thinking to myself like, dude, you think any of these guys have gone to any of these coaching classes or they just cram it to their brain because there's an actual strategy if when people have poor memory on how to retain information. And and this is something I I have absolutely no knowledge in. And all the years I was making the YouTube videos or even wa- just watching as a fan, I, I've never once attempted to battle. I've never once attempted to even learn about that so i think that would actually be a really interesting thing for people to explore uh the memory component of it things that uh battlers do but then also things that battlers do while it's happening so i remember uh big t was talking about when he battled k shine he was meditating he said i was meditating but it's like what what does that mean to big t was he 
doing home? Was he just calm? What like what did he mean by that? And why did it help him? I would like I would like to ask him that. That's interesting. I didn't I didn't even know that Big T was, was said he was meditating prior. It's almost like like when athletes have this weird routine before they walk into the arena. They have like they, they got to walk through a certain aisle. They have to drink a certain tea. They have to do a certain workout uh, the day before a game. It's like the same things with battle rappers. So I'm not sure if these guys ever realize there's an actual routine for their activities. And maybe sometimes that's their detriment, not having the awareness of what makes me the best version of me. And, and it's also, I, I would say, for people who have never at least been to an event or at least been to an event where they have access to, like, the behind the scenes, it is interesting to see, you know, for the longest time I, I was a fan who watched uh, and, and never had seen things in person, right? And especially had never been behind the scenes. But when you see the battlers before the events, some are completely normal. Some are in this weird space. Um, so something that's always stayed with me is conceded in every single battle is so confident. He's so prepared. Everything's all good. And you wouldn't, but if you, at least the times I've seen him before a battle, he is pacing and, and not in a nervous way, just, just super focused, memorizing everything, thinking about everything, every single line. And, and he's in his own world. And, and it's just something you don't think about. Uh, but every battler has something like that i mean there are some who don't but and i think what's what's interesting right is like when you break down these last like i would say like from the 2000s to now the beginning everybody were pure rappers right everybody wanted deals so everybody had anywhere from 20 to 30 raps memorized in their heads of just generic 16s and freestyles they can kick fast forward to the modern day right 2010 you have people that are battling, but events were so far few in between because leagues were still like just learning how to become profitable. So you had an event every three to four or five months. Now guys are battling every two weeks, and some guys can prep within 72 to 24 hours. It's kind of nuts. And and people like, uh, I mean, one person that obviously comes to mind for me is, is Dre Dennis. You know, uh, I haven't oh. been following battle rap as much now, but I know at least it was a year ago, two years ago, that dude battled was like 70 times a year or something insane about how do you how, how do you remember all that and and the, the the really cool thing about him is i i mean again maybe i'm wrong i've never seen that guy slip up or not remember his shit i'm sure it's happened but like i can't it isn't like it's like a particular thing where i'm like oh he's known for choking but it's be, it, it's like it's awe-inspiring same thing with uh DNA, even though he kind of incorporates his freestyles in there too, so but still, it's it's such a cool thing. Well, we just named two of the guys that have the most battles in the world: the Swords being the first, the Dre Dennis being the second, and then DNA being the third. And out of, I, I mean, the Swords had his legacy built for him early uh, or mid two thousands, and I, I feel like it's kind of peaked from there. Dre Dennis has always been the same level of guy. Like you, you almost just respect him off the work ethic because he's kind of like a bowl of vanilla. Nothing special, pretty, pretty, pretty good, but like just nothing that like makes you pop. DNA is the guy that's like I'm a few battles away from these guys, and somehow I'm still elevating. It's kind of nuts. And the th the thing I should add about the source and the source, if you do watch this, I, I I'm known to be the the president of the the Soros fan club. Like like he he he's one of my favorites, but the vast majority of his battles online are freestyle battles that are two minutes long, three minutes long. They're, they're not full battles. They're not full battles that have memorized lyrics. 
uh, a, a, at least half of his catalog. I, I don't have it in front of me, but you know, so that's another thing to consider is that yes, he has a ton, but so many of them were off the top and were also short. I mean, they're they're thirty seconds back and forth three times. You know, so not to take anything away from him, I think he's I think he's super underrated by some, and uh, but yeah. And uh, he, he's a walking goat. I feel like you don't tell the story of greatness or like the all-time great list without him. But um, he does have a lot of chokes under his 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 belt that kind of goes under the radar. And it's it's not like this is like four or five. It's almost like in the in the tens, fifteens. It's a lot. But he he needs to stop playing poker and focus on battle, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I, this this brings me to a fun question. Right, because obviously the source made his legacy 2006, 2007. Uh, was well earlier. Scribble jumps a little earlier, but WRC is where he really made his bread and butter. Right now we're in the COVID setting where we might get double impact looking like WRCs two on twos in an empty room. Right, but the fun the fun question I want to ask you: Battle Rap Time Machine. If you can grab somebody from this era now and put them in the past to battle in any format, who would it be and where? Tay Rock early Philadelphia. Mm. Yeah, dude, it, you had this answer it, ready. I know it, it, it was the first thing that came to my head. This because he he has that super intense style that a lot of those early guys like. I would like to put him just in the middle of the street with uh, like Eddie Morris and just have them yell the most aggressive shit at each other until it's over and then they shake hands. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean there there's so many I I, I could think of. Uh, I would like to see some weird, weird matchup just to see what it would be like. You know, like you throw, you throw shotgun shug with busy B or something like that. That would just be weird to see. I was see, literally you know? thinking of shotgun shug. Like I was thinking, what if you like when when Philly and Detroit had that 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 those battles? I think they were in Detroit. What if you put shotgun shug in that room? You know what I'm saying? I guess like Eddie Moore is a busy... Yeah, I was literally thinking Shotgun Shug as well. I would love to see DNA because he's such a good freestyler in Scribble. Oh, 100%, man. 100%. I mean, that, there, there's this thing that, that DNA... Uh, it was a Red Bull competition. Maybe you've seen this video mm-hmm. where he... Uh, they, they give them six words that incorporate in, I think, 45 seconds of freestyling. Yeah. And he not only goes through the words, but he goes backwards through the words. I mean... <sighs> DNA, I mean, I mean, I think, and, and I actually am working and thinking about working on a DNA greatest of all time video. Uh, and I've been talking to him about it. I've just been so preoccupied. But I think because DNA doesn't have this like tough guy image and, you know, whatever people want, want a battle rapper to be and look like and act like, I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I, I think a lot of people give him the credit that he deserves. But I think a lot of people, I mean, the man is brilliant. I mean, the, the, he, he's a savant, you know what I'm saying? He's, he is, and, and again, I, I say this with considering the fact I'm one of the biggest of the Source fans. I think DNA is the greatest freestyle battler of all time. I, I think he could beat anyone, anytime. Uh, so. I know, and I know you don't say that lightly because the freestyle era is an era that you and I both lived through, like live. And we still actually care. I know a lot of fans don't care about it because the content didn't age well and they weren't there for it and they didn't realize the risk and difficulty of creating content on the spot. But you and I have a real admiration for the freestyle era. And so for you to say DNA is the best freestyler, the greatest freestyler, and he didn't even compete in that time period. 
that really speak that means a lot to his skill set. Yeah, so it's interesting that you mentioned that. So, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, you you see my cities behind me, Minneapolis and St. Paul. That's where I'm from. And you know, one one of the greatest freestylers of all time is is Idea uh, from the Twin Cities. Rest and uh, you know, one one interesting thing that that you kind of see when you watch Jin, when you watched Idea, when you watched a lot of these guys. Now, not to take anything away from them, but you were blown away with kind of their rebuttals or their mentions of things on the spot. But when you go back and watch it now as a much more like seasoned individual, you notice that some of them, I don't want to say cheap because that means that like that, that I'm like disrespecting it, but it's, it's some of it's less remarkable than you had remembered it because knowing that, uh, that you can reference something, uh, but planet wasn't something I was considering back in the day. It was just kind of like, oh, he mentioned that just just as it was, uh, you know, he he mentioned that off the top. But it was actually while the guy was rapping, he thought, oh, I'm gonna say this and then this. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a billion examples of people like Idea where, uh, how who was he battling? R.J. something where the guy was battle uh, was dancing while he was rapping he said he wants to be my backup dancer like that's crazy you know uh so again not to take anything away but watching some of those now you're like oh okay like i see what happened here you know it's like it's, like the, it's, like, it's almost like pre-bottles before the word before the term pre-bottles exactly exactly oh uh, and and another person i think is one of the greatest freestylers of all time who's a leader in the modern age is uh bangs is just unbelievable Fucking unbelievable! He's such a good talent. Yeah, he's such a good he, talent. He, he's brilliant too. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I, I got to watch him and Chef Trez in the building, and they both agreed to do a, a all freestyle round, and I was just so happy because you don't get to you don't get those moments anymore. You know what I'm saying? You don't get those uh, opportunities to see two guys to say, "Listen, let's just let's just let's see what this looks like." And and I've been I've been out of the game like I've been watching battles like. <laughs> much that's the all. one thing real quick if you leave the game for like a year it, it almost like just leaves you behind well yeah and and but i did see i did get to see uh what was it sharon and uh trez uh the end of that that was just so fucking cool to see you know it, it's so cool to see i wish i wish they did things like that and i know it's it's actually the reason that they don't is it's very risky for a league freestyle battles the, the the main reason, among other things, I guess, that people transition from freestyle to written is is that freestyle is very risky. It's a lot of it can be such shitty. I mean, the, 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 think of all the times you watch freestyle band and they go, "I'm fucking, I'm I'm a genius," and did, 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 and and it's just a bunch of bullshit because they're trying to get something but they right. can't quite grasp it. You don't have that happen unless you're choking or stumbling in a in a written band. You know? I kind of feel like the performance of freestyle battles also will look awkward now, because you see back then when like Ilmac or Swan like they have the mic and they're like running back and forth, they're just trying to think, and that would look weird on the stage to see you just pace back and forth and like say the line, jump, put your head down to think for a little bit, and then get, <laughs> and get back to the bars. <laughs> it wouldn't look attractive, and, but I'll say this: everything comes with le- with risk when it comes to leagues now. Like you can you can get a mega match. And pay thousands and thousands of dollars for these matches and have no guarantee the content is going to be good. 
the only I guess benefit to creating freestyle is if you bring back a freestyle tournament, make it done that day, and and give these guys you know small incentive like a little small base pay, but there's a large pot at the end of it. Everybody say, all right, well I don't have to craft that much material, like because I, I'm making it all on the spot. There's a chance to win a really big bag creating creating material in the day. I don't got to focus on, on writing, memorization, taking weeks out of my, my life. And I still get a, base, a, a solid base pay to get in here. And it, you, it'll be big if you throw all these names together for a first That's what I was going to ask. Do you today. think that there's a market for that? There definitely is, I think. Yeah, I guess I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I've been out of it for so long. Uh the, the the retro styles I always thought would be cool to bring back, but I always got the impression that there was sort of a taste for it, but not. It, it, it's what it reminds me of is when everyone and their mothers talks about Jay Mills should come back or this battle, this rematch should happen or whatever. And then when it happens, it's like it's no one seems to give a fuck. You know, like I I, I wanted for years for Jay Mills and Ines to do a rematch. I, I talked about it constantly. I, I did the interview for Enes for his J Mills battle. I, I, I went and met up with him. Uh, I, I, I watched half the battle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and not cause I wasn't enjoying it, but because I was like busy doing other things. And so, so it's like, I talked for years about how I wanted something. And then when I got it, I didn't give a fuck cause I'm spoiled. And I think a lot of people are, they, they mostly get what they want. And then the things that they don't, they kind of take for granted. And the worst part is, like, then we when we actually do enjoy it, right? If it's not like mind blowing, all time great, like we're done with it in like seventy two hours. A hundred percent. I mean, remember when uh, Reed came back and he just did okay, maybe less than okay, right? And people were just like, I mean, they were expecting the second coming of Christ, and when it didn't happen, you know, it's like. I blame Lions then for Philly not translating into modern battle rap because I was at the Tay Rock and Kaboom battle 2009, right? And I, I couldn't get in. I wasn't that big of a guy. I wasn't a big deal. I had to watch it outside with everybody else in the TV screens and Blackstar. And um, that night, um, Kaboom, I always thought Kaboom won that battle. So they went to the OT round and then Tay Rock just took off. And so Kaboom lost that night. Tech Nine battled Goods that night and he lost. And prior to that, when Philly guys came to Lions then, the Lions then will always, like, edit their rounds when they drop the battles. They will cut it short. Um, they cut certain guys, like, rounds, like, shorter than they needed to be against other guys' rounds, so you wouldn't really see the full content uh, bar for bar. <clears throat> and it always kind of just, like, well, Harlem and Philly had the biggest rivalry in, in the mid-2000s, and now Philly is relying on Harlem to distribute content. Of course Harlem is going to alter the, the content you, that you guys have. And then, obviously, World Series of Hip-Hop, too, right before Lions then took off, Philly versus New York. So it, it was just like a whole, like, you're relying on your enemy to, to, to help you out with these things, but they're not going to help you guys. And, and I actually, I hate that a lot. And anyone who follows me or even knows me on a personal level, Knows that I have love for New York, but man, you guys are fucking biased. Oh, we're shasty. I know, and and I wish it wasn't that way because I really do think. Okay, I'll I'll give you another for example. Is that I think that URL rightfully focused on bringing Reed back, rightfully focused on bringing Cicero back until obviously that wasn't a good idea. 
But there's so many guys that they should at least, just on the basis of what they accomplished and brought to the table during a time that battle rap was not a big deal, uh, NH, Kaboom, uh, you know, a couple others should just be given one opportunity. I know Kaboom, most people don't know this, Kaboom uh, has gotten some PGs. I know they don't call PGs anymore or whatever. But, yeah, yeah, he, he uh, did I mean, he, he should he, be brought He shouldn't in do PGs, though. He shouldn't do PGs. He's, he's Kaboom. And and if he doesn't make it, if it's not recepted uh, well and all that, th- then he should never go there again or whatever. But, you know, I, I, I really do think – you know, I say this a lot is Ines said something in uh, when he did battle uh, my son, the, you know, in, in that world, we always got to go up the turnpike. They never come to Philly. And uh, it, it's 100 percent true. Uh, and and that's something crazy to me, too. And, and you touched on this, I think, before we even pressed record is that there was a time where going to rap battles and, and and this was something i've never experienced um wasn't a safe thing you know it, it wasn't in these nice venues with nice things and security and this is set up and the tickets are 140 dollars or whatever it is uh you know i i i, I go to a lot of uh local philly events so sometimes we have that vibe but it's still an established sport and no one would want to mess up their names. No one would want to get banned. No one, you know, but I mean, back in the day, I mean, the impression I get is, is that shit could really pop off, especially if you go from a city to a city. So I know Kaboom and NH went to, uh, went to Harlem to battle and nothing happened in terms of violence or, confrontation but they all got arrested you know that nh and t-rex battle right before that they had all been arrested and i think kaboom said they were there for eight hours or some insane amount of time in uh in lockup and then they got released and then they did the battle that's and, crazy and, i did and, not know that but just think about that like if i if i'm at work let's say i'm expected to go to work and then i stay up until 3 a.m. in the morning the uh, the night before, I'm going to be such a baby and be like, oh, I don't even want to go to work. But, like, these guys are getting locked up for several hours, and then, you know, they're, they're two and a half hours from their home. Uh, in, in the middle of, you know, they don't know. I mean, they do know people, but it's still, like you said, kind of frenemies. To so, rap for free. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's a different level of passion. And that's these are the backstories to those battles that you don't know. And and these are things that you know that I love the most because there's storylines to all those DVD battles before they occurred or the same night when these battles happened, there's probably like a little undercard that we that some like just gets lost or like the footage never gets released. And and I always say to myself, like, what what would it have been like if there was more proper coverage at the time? Because in the DVD era, media outlets were just a bunch of people with camcorders trying to create their own DVDs. But, like, that's kind of what the media was back then as, as opposed to what it is now. You know what I'm saying? But those guys never really got a chance to get the word out properly because nobody knew how to distribute news or use the internet. Like, it just wasn't a thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, and, and not just the distribution, but the significance you know, mm-hmm. when when Philly went to Harrisburg to battle and 
I want to say off the top of my head, that was 2004 or late 2003. No one knew it was going to be such a big deal that it was going to be received so well. So <laughs> nobody could ask Reed after his battle, like, oh, tell me about it. Like, what's the background? The only reason I know the background of the Harrisburg series is because I've met Big Star in person and talked to him. Mm. But, but it's like that's not something that there's like a YouTube video on or if you Google it there might be some information, but not a lot, you know, and, and, and it's, and, and like you said, that goes for everything, for every battle, for every type of thing. Uh, and there's so much missing history. That's the other thing that I hate. There's so much history that uh, videos have been reported or channels have been taken down or footage is missing, uh, stolen, whatever it is that there's stuff that we will never, ever get back. Or there are things that are out there, but that the wrong person has or not enough people have. Or, you know, I, I actually have a series of, I think it's like 12 battles uh, of Philly guys went up and met New York guys in a neutral location. So somewhere in New York, but it was in New York City. And there's like Young Hots in here, a, a bunch of big names uh, or names that people would know. And some of these battles are phenomenal, but they've never been online. I don't have permission to put them up, so I'm not putting them up. And I've actually been told not to put them up. Uh, but it's like no one's going to see that. No one's going to see that. And it pains me because it's like that's such a big part of history, you know. And and I'm sit I am sitting on several other things like that. And and it sucks because it's like I'm trying to think. Imagine if the second or third Super Bowl, let's say the second and the third Super Bowl were just missing. Like we didn't have the footage. We didn't have the story. Mm. Like that, that would, that would be the worst thing ever. You know, it, it would be history. You would never get back. That's so significant. And, and not to say that this, you know, everything we're missing is that level, but it, it, it it's hard to get a complete uh, picture. Cause of that, this, this, make, this makes me want to ask two questions. And the first one I want to ask you is, you find, you find a VHR, right? And, and you, can, you can pop it in and it works. And it has one battle that you have been dying to find. What battle is on this VHR? Uh, Mook, Mook and Marv. Mook it, has, and Marv. it has to be Mook and Marv, right? It has to, for, for, at least for me. I mean, I'm sure there's other answers, but Mook and Marv. And, you know, I, I've tried to reach out to Bizarre. 500 hundred million times and never have gotten a response because he's apparently the person who has it uh you're kidding me yeah so. he was just he was just on math show i'm i'm pretty sure if i hit oh, the right people i could i could get a word to him not from me directly, i mean i but... could probably i like if i talk to marv i'm sure marv could talk to, but but it's like i i don't think that there's any plans or intentions or well, marv would have and... no incentive on wanting it to be released so you exactly. can't you can't ask marv we have to <laughs> it, but i know I you know, know. I, that battle marvin mook right because that was a tournament like mook went to detroit and ran through a whole bunch of people that night was was that the first night that Rittens battled freestyles and we realized that we needed to change the format of battle rap? Oh, man, that's a really good fucking question. And off the top, hold on, I have it. Hold on, I have. Okay, so if I'm remembering this right, okay, I, I, I think I am. And I remember a lot of this is from the top of my head. I bought a whole bunch of Detroit footage. 
Uh, mm. And this is every Detroit event except for the MOOC event. All right. Um, I bought that and the first ones were in late 2004 and a guy named Ty, Ty Ferris. Oh shit. I hope I'm Ty Ferris. Yeah. Ty Ferris, who was 40 flame. Uh, he, uh, he basically had got the smack DVDs. He had gotten the two rough for the streets, all that, and had brought, brought it over and was doing that style of battle rap. And some people knew that and and we're aware of that transition and some weren't so i think marv was one of those who who wasn't but in terms of your question i would say no just because for example i saw a battle from 2001 eddie morris versus big ish hmm. where big ish is clearly freestyle and eddie morris just demolishing him because everything's written um so it definitely happened before, but I would say, I mean, that's probably one of the most notorious examples. Yeah, that's, that's definitely um, one of the most notorious vaulted examples. Because then you think of like uh, uh, Shalino Shells and Fox Five on the Bronx, the same day Reed battle the SB guy. Um, that's a really good example of written in freestyles where it's like, all right, maybe this isn't a good thing to combine. But I guess the one that just sticks with all of our brains is Jin and Sirius Jones, and that's like years after. Because prior to that, 2006, there was plenty of examples of people bringing a knife to a gunfight. But Sirius Jones and, 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 and Jin was like, all right, this is national television. I'm not risking freestyling no more against somebody that's prepared. Let me ask you, let me ask you. So, obviously, I'm from Minnesota, right? Um, I grew up in Minneapolis until I was 14, uh, and then I moved to a city called New Brighton. Um, when I was in middle and high school, the rules, so I graduated in 2007 um from high school the rules for a battle were that it had to be freestyle that was at least where i was that's what the the rules were if you could kind of you're in new york so things move faster things are quicker think you're right in the thick of it what year if you could estimate what did it become the norm for where you were from that a battle was written i say 2003 because obviously uh 2001 cassidy and freeway that shocked the world and, and what what we call god tier now in battle rap in modern battle rap that's what cassidy was at the time and all of our guys lux mook reed uh miles x they were like mid to top tier at that time but even though there's no tiers but that's the best way to describe it for somebody that doesn't know what that time period was like and when i first saw mook and mills i was blown away because i thought they were freestyling and i think a lot of people first watched those battles and thought they were freestyling and when they realized that they weren't freestyling they're like oh so this is like an element where this is more rugged it's, it's in the corners of the streets. These guys come with loaded rounds. It doesn't feel safe. This is kind of cool. <laughs> because prior to that, everything was organized. It's funny. People forget that the beginning of this of the 2000s, the earlier part of the decade, Battle was kind of... Com- it kind of started commercialized. Like, Blaze Battles, uh, Freestyle Fridays. Obviously, Fight Club was on TV. A lot of this was on national television. Or, or movies, 8 Mile. Of course. Yeah, so, man. I mean, the, the the history and 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 this is what I'm so glad to talk to is that you're one of the few people I know who really appreciates the history and uh, 
Yeah, man. I mean, I I wrote down. I I know one of the questions you said. Uh, history of leagues being created, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I just wrote down random things from memory, but just going through the list of kind of what I wrote down, it's just so fascinating. Um, every single one of the things I ended up writing down are things that have stories behind them, some of which I know, some of which I have no idea about. For example, Fight Club is such an enigma to me. Mm. I, ha- I have this DVD of theirs that explains some things. I've been able to talk to some people. Uh, what's his name? Executive Nick followed me on Twitter and and like messaged me a couple times and then completely disappeared. Uh, so there's there's things like that where I just wish I knew more about. But then there's some things like, uh, you know, I, I did write uh, the whole Two Raw for the Streets DVDs, which were huge. But, for example, did you know, and again, I only know this because I went to a primary source. Did you know that Big Star was doing this in the late 90s? He was walking around South Street in Philadelphia with uh, VHS tapes mm. telling people, hey, you got to see what's on this. Give me $10. And the only reason he had access to that ability was because he was a film student. Uh, but it's just crazy to think about that. Five years prior to even when his DVDs were starting, he, he was walking around and the concept was so foreign that that people, he had to, he, he told me he had to explain to people what was on this VHS. Because mm. it was just like, okay, you're selling a VHS and people are rapping like Okay, why would I buy? No, dude, like I'm telling you, watch it because and then, you know, he he, he got a little bit of, uh, you know, momentum going and people sort of understood it. But it, it, it's I mean, the stories behind all these things are just crazy to think about that. A lot of it we don't know. A lot of it people who are involved don't realize the significance. Um. Or, or there's all these hidden histories. So, uh, J. Mills, Sire Castro, right? There were, there was another battle that happened that night. Uh, yeah, I it, heard about that. Yeah, it, it, it was uh, J. Mills versus somebody else. But where is that battle? Mm. You know? Or there, there's a lot of these. URL is my favorite league. Smack DVD is amazing. But one thing that they did that i just despise is that they did not release a lot of footage from back in the day when there was other battles and i think sometimes there was a agenda for that Hmm. sometimes so i think now i've I've gotten different answers for this like mickey fax has told me that there's only one battle that night and then but anyways when, when math battle dose and you know the whole thing that happened that was like a whole card well so matt math referenced in the interview a couple years later that the reason that he hit dose was a large part because the philly guy before had pushed the new york guy all the way to the edge of the stage uh because you know the philly guys are were so physically aggressive that they would do things like that and so Math said to said to Dose before their battle, "Hey, like, don't do that, you know." Which that actually makes his the reason that he punched so much more valid to me. But where is that battle? Where is that battle? We've never seen that battle. I have a suspicion 
that if it was a New York battler bullying a Philly battler, we would have seen that battle. And again, you know, I, I doubt Smack or anyone with URL is going to be watching this, but if they are, listen, URL is my favorite league and Smack is amazing and all these things, but you guys do some shiesty stuff sometimes, you know. Like, uh, listen, and, and, it, it, there's, a, it, there's a lot to unpack from that because first I, I want to talk about how I think it's a little underrated how the battles were shot back then. Like, Math and Dose was shot in the same angle that Mills and Mook was shot. Same same way as Artie and Mook, right? And that's partially because no, we didn't have multiple cameras. But that same angle that it was shot with, where, where it's like battlers to the stage, that didn't happen on URL till 2010 with Hitman and Arsenal. And they said, let's bring that back. And that's why that battle probably felt so good to a lot of fans. Because that's like a real turning point of like, I still remember the DVD era, and now we're moving to this whole new professional style. You know, so I I've think... never thought of that in terms of Hitman and Arsenal. That's crazy. I mean, one thing I have thought about is the angles of every battle that has ever occurred. So the best example, because it's such a famous battle, is Hitman and Verp, right? I have a picture where it's not facing the battlers it's behind the battlers and you can see the crowd mm. but think about that there was a there is or was or however you wanted to describe it an angle that existed at one point in history that since it wasn't recorded we'll never ever see that we'll never see this one person in the crowd we'll never see the the the, the guy in the crowd who yelled uh what did they yell after uh, Big Gerald? They went, what? 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 Like, like imagine if you saw that guy, you know? Or or just the reaction. It, you know, it's it's things like that. Or uh, I, have, I have another picture of a different angle from uh, Hollowhand and uh, Pat's Day where it's a totally different angle. And, and we'll never see that footage because there was no video. But 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 it's crazy thing about that, that an angle can... And, and and you hit the head the the nail on the head with the hitman and arsenal thing. Can you imagine if if that was recorded from the front? It'd be a whole different battle. It, I don't think it would be the same. I don't think so neither. And, and so that's that's interesting concept. Like just think about the way Math and Dose was shot, um, and all those battles are shot from battlers to the crowd. But to to spin the block back on the Philly thing, like. Yeah, a lot of if you Philly, you could not put New York in control of your footage, right? Because clearly, um, whatever battles happened that night, we don't know. But those getting punched got released. That didn't have to come out. That could have been vaulted. You vaulted all the other battles for fights. <laughs> Why didn't we vault this one? And and more hidden history, I guess, is I think uh, Big Philly, who 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 was uh, one of the guys who was recording uh, battles in Philly. For the YouTube era, it's where Bill first started. It's where Tech first started. It's, it's where a lot of guys got their start in the Philly area. And he passed away. And he passed away, I, I almost want to say for certain, uh, around the time that it was uh, getting bigger and bigger. So it's like, what would have happened? Would, would Philly be in contention uh, or league ownership and all that? But anyways, and, and, and I do want to clarify I've been told different things about that uh, math and dose event. Mickey Vax told me that there was no other uh, 
battles on that. So, but then math did say that there were in that interview. So, I and and that's the worst thing about battle rap history to me is that usually if you go to primary sources for a historical thing, there's general agreement. In battle rap, I've had people like five different people tell me five different things, and it's terrible because it's like there are sometimes egos that get in the way. There are sometimes agendas. There's sometimes things where. So it's, it's hard to know what the actual truth is. And I have to gauge that sometimes when I do, or when I did videos. It's kind of like everybody wants to be the controller of, of the story. And it's like, wait, how can all five of you remember this event so differently? There's no way. One of you guys are not telling the truth. And they want to be the center you... of it, too. They want to be in that in, in the story. And everybody who has this, like, influence, like, credit that they want to say like oh i'm the reason this happened i'm the reason this happened like as if there's this big domino effect to the universe and I, I i don't want to diminish people's influence or their contributions at the time but it's, it's almost like everybody wants a slice of the pie and it's like well i mean just because you built the blueprint doesn't mean you actually constructed the building you know and and people actually make things <laughs> up too i mean I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I've heard so many people tell me things that I know are verifiably false that make them look good or give them this huge role. And I understand why you would do it, but I also don't understand why you like me personally. I, I, I don't do things like that where I big myself up for something that I had nothing to do with. They, they say like patch day is the big domino effect as to why from elements league to now why grind time existed because he inspired direct and direct started grind time and url came in as a complete competitor to grind time and so that kind of starts the url and i'm just like patch day can't take credit for this entire domino right just because he influenced direct doesn't mean direct didn't build grind time from his bare hands and url was still built even though they, they were a competitor direct competitor to grind time so it it's not just. It's not like if you remove Pat State, none of this exists. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, hundred <laughs> percent. But at the same time, you can't ignore that that part of the history. You know, right. I mean, and 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 I'm not saying that at all to be like Pat State created battle rap because that's definitely not true. Uh, but it is an interesting thing to think about. Uh, so, how, how do you think? Um, like, if you have to like chronicle. Grind time starting, right? Like, let's start with grind time, then we'll go to King of Dying URL. What was the chronicle of grind time, like, birth? Because you and I know, but I want this to now to kind of be like the moment where the listeners that don't know figure this out. Yeah, sure. Uh, now, I, I do have a video you can look it up. It's called The History of Grind Time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and I do have to preface it by saying a couple of things is that uh, some people who have watched it have said that I missed some things or got some things wrong. So that's definitely something you always got to keep. It's never all the way 100% when you try to do oh, things for battle rap. Never. I know. I know but I know. but I try to tell people, like, if I didn't do this much, like, nobody else would have gotten it. So, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And and, 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 and that's, the, that's the worst part is, you know, if, if you're talking about mathematics or Arab history or whatever random topic, like, Things are so well studied and written out that there are more agreements because as you have more written, more comes down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of grind time, and, and please keep in mind that I have not been <laughs> on my battle rap stuff for a long time. But, uh, you know, basically what it was a direct 
started a league in Florida, which which, which that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize. That Florida was big in battle rap history. It was a big market. Yeah, and uh, when you know he was down there, he was at Full Sail University uh, for some reason, and uh, started doing a little bit of uh, events down there. He had been in uh, the WRCs himself. Uh, he he started doing some battles down there. I think Lush One flew down there to to battle, and then Lush One went back to. California opened the Cali branch and then they opened, you know, New York branch. And I mean, at, at one point, grind time had, I listened to them all in that video I made, but I think it was something like 17 branches or something like that, including the Minnesota branch. I just want to point out, uh, but, or division, but I mean, it, 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 it is a cool thing. Uh, and I, I, I think, when you think about who the biggest contributor is to grind time, and I say this with all respect to everyone who was involved, it, it, it wouldn't have happened without direct lush, even, even Matt Ills, you know, like all, all those people, YouTube, period, YouTube. I mean, I, I cannot stress that enough is if, if you think about, if you think about just the whole concept of the internet and, and video streaming being available, would you personally viewer at home watch rap battles or be so invested in it? If you were still watching it on a DVD, mm. would you follow it as much? If, if you had to pay every single time you had to track down the DVD and even if it wasn't a DVD, uh, I mean, I mean, video streaming had to happen. Yeah, it happened. And uh, the internet, the internet created modern battle rap. I mean, again, the individuals were the actual creators, but the facilitation was through the internet. Um, th just think of the, the the really basic things were now in modern battle rap, you know your opponent, you know information about them, <laughs> you know their wife's name, you you, you know you, you probably know the color car they drive, you know. But you you know all these random things. You know what happened in their last battle. You know what happened to them a year ago when they got beat up or wh whatever thing you want to use. Uh, without the internet, that largely wouldn't be possible. You know? Um, the, again, if you think back to Raw for the Streets, they went to New York. Philly went to New York. They didn't know anything about the people. There were some MySpace pages where it had basic information. They didn't know anything about their opponents, which is specifically why they use general, I'm richer than you, I'll beat you up, I'll shoot you, I'm a gangster raps, because that's they, they couldn't say anything about their opponent. They can maybe say some New York stuff, and the New Yorkers could say something about a cheesesteak, but that was, that was about it. You didn't know your opponent. It's the internet that created that, and it's the internet that, uh, it's the internet that, allowed the organization of early stuff or it's the internet that we're talking right now or it's the internet that has all these facebook groups that have made people who generally uh weren't huge uh going places or doing things to be regulars at battle rap events uh it's the internet that that allows people from 
Zimbabwe to be huge fans of battle rap. A guy from Nigeria, it was in Nigeria, uh, I was doing battle rap fans around the world, sent, sent me a sent me a video. He's he's from like super rural uh, Nigeria. He he said he didn't even have power, but he had a little tiny cell phone, sent me a little video of him saying that uh, I'm from here and my favorite battle is Briz Rostein. Wow. But I mean, it's the internet. It's the internet. And it's just... I think we all take it for granted that it's not just the video streaming. It's not just the organization. It, it, it's the whole thing. There, there, there are people like that I talk to on a regular basis that I would never talk to because I want to know them. But I, I, I talk to them all the time because they're people I know from Battle Rap. And I don't even talk to them all about Battle Rap anymore because I don't even be doing that as much. So One of the, it, one of the hidden MVPs, I think, to Battle Rap, that uh, doesn't get talked about a lot, it has to be MySpace, right? Because, like, that was the mass version of communication. And it's kind of nuts to think about how organized, I mean, not, like, professional, but how organized things tried to be back in the day, where if, like, the WRCs, like, them getting all of these different regions and people to compete and to create this content and these divisions. And, and Jump Off was really responsible and all that, too. Um, and so grind time kind of just picked up off of the same structure of like, I right, just how you guys communicate it. We could do the exact same thing, but MySpace, one of the, one of the power players in battle rap, it doesn't, doesn't get talked about a lot. And, and another place is rapmusic.com. I don't, I don't know if you ever saw oh, time over there, yeah. but, uh, you know, that is actually where organic organized his first event. It is where lush, uh, you know, put out the information on his end it's where a lot of battlers first started talking to one another. I, I, I have, you, you can do like an internet archive search and I've taken some screenshots. I don't even know where they are anymore, but they're really cool things like where a battler A is talking to battler B for the first time ever. Because, you know, they didn't have their contact. They didn't have them on MySpace. There was no Facebook. But it's like weird things. Like Like this isn't specifically an example. Like I don't think this actually happened, but... You know, th th there's ones on there where it's like the Soros is talking to, you know, like uh, Pat Stay, like, hey, man, I'm a fan of you or or, or whatever. And, and like weird things like that. Or there's a post. What is it from like 2000? And ah, shit, it, it, it's way back in the day. But it's like it's B dot is praising some battle. Who, who, who is he praising? But he's like, oh, he's so good. And. And and it's B dot on there, you know, uh, doing that. And and this is weird to think about, like. Wow. Yeah. So. That's kinda, just, that's kind of crazy. I wouldn't. It wouldn't yeah. strike me as B dot being one of the guys, but he does have footage of him battling in two thousand eight on the internet. So he clearly was in the trenches. And that's another mm -hmm. thing. A lot of these guys were in the trenches too. Just just the camera just wasn't on them. A hundred percent. Hundred. I mean, yeah. I I, I think of all the talent that existed before youtube before the internet before you know that, that that will never i mean i i think eddie morris would have been the shotgun suge of our he would have been the shotgun suge you know what i'm saying like him and shotgun suge would have been shotgun suge you know I super, kind of, I kind super of aggressive like, guys you know? I, I love that because it's like there's a lot of guys that kind of just like like almost got reincarnated into this new era like I always say, ill will is what party already could have been if he never, if we never lost him. That's a really good one. I like that. Yeah. Uh, out of all good. the guys from 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 the early two thousands, 
what which styles do you think was kind of ahead of its time where you're like yo this aged very well and if you take this person and put them on a stage now they'll translate yeah i always say steel from the steel and kaboom battle mm. um and it's interesting you were talking about uh we're talking about the progression of writing so in steel kaboom uh both of them were clearly doing written rounds right they're clearly doing written rounds both of them knew that it wasn't a problem but steel said you know i put the grenade in your lap boom last time you'd be hearing your name and you could see when the camera panned to kaboom kaboom's going like this he's like he wrote for me mm. he wrote specifically for me which wasn't a thing so so that that word play of flipping your, uh, your name. opponent's name I, I want to say, uh, again, I probably don't have this 100% right. I want to say that was 2005 battle, uh, maybe 2006. But it's just, it, it, it's, it's cool. And uh, they, 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 there's lots of little examples of that. I, I think the, the name flip just in general is probably, regardless of who did it, is probably the best uh, ahead of its time thing period just because it's became such a i mean it, it it's became second nature to battle rap now it's it, it's just like you, don't, you almost don't go about it without hearing the name flip exactly i mean but uh you know it, again like we were talking about a lot of times you didn't know your opponent's name beforehand or you might know the name but you don't know anything about them you know so was it more difficult to battle back then you think or is it just was it a different level of difficulty I think you actually talked about this earlier. Again, I don't know if we were recording yet or not. Right. But you did say something along the lines of battlers today have to memorize all this content. And they have to not only memorize these super long, big battles, but they have to memorize each one. So eight battles in a year, eight times three. It's 24 rounds a year. Good at math, I am not. Uh, <laughs> but 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 think about that. I mean, that's versus you have these raps that you're really good at that you know. I would say today, mm. I would say today, in terms of what's harder. But again, back to steel and kaboom. I think the best and coolest thing about that old style is that if you're preparing. We have, we, we have two scenarios. We have Battler A's preparing for an uh, uh, A-style battle where he wrote it and he's had a month to prepare, right? It comes off, it's good, it's it's beautiful. But then there's Battler B who's doing an old style where he's had these raps for a year. He knows exactly where to emphasize his notes. He knows exactly how to be aggressive on this little word. He knows exactly, uh, he doesn't stumble at all because it's it's like he's reciting uh, something that, I mean, that, that he's rehearsed or said a thousand times. So again, when you watch those battles where you know the battlers have said the same thing for a year straight, it's beautiful because it's completely, most of the time, not, not always, this flawless to a level that we don't see anymore because... Even even if a battler is amazing nowadays, they they can't humanly know their content as well as 
unless you've done it for a year straight. It it, it kind of shocks me sometimes that like the the culture of battle rapping back then was like how can I take the least amount of battles and pop and and, and make my brand exposed to the world. Where now it's like I'm going to battle as as frequently as much as possible. And all that mileage, it just gets added to the brain. I just think to myself, like, it, this can't be good, right? Like, this, at some point, this just can't be good. Like, you're going to run out of... I'm surprised battle rappers themselves don't write the same bar twice, not realizing they, they already said it. Maybe they do, and then they scratch it out, but... Well, it's it's funny you say that. I uh, And again, I'm not going to put anyone out there, but <laughs> if, if, if you pay attention to a lot of battle rappers especially when they have lower battles you know they're not by battling a big name they're kind of doing the paycheck battles mm-hmm. they will rewrite their um they'll rewrite a line so i'm trying to think of one without putting somebody's name out there there was no i'm not gonna do that because people might know who i'm talking about but it is the same line yeah. but they but they reversed a couple words and changed out a couple things. But the concept is exactly the same. It's just that the words that they use are different. And no one's going to notice because it's not their main punch. It's, it's not like the big punch of the battle. It's just one that they've reused. And so that, that happens way more than people actually think. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can, you, you yeah. can get under the radar with a lot of things because if you're on those low-profile leagues, you can get away with murder a lot of times. And, I mean, that's what, that's what a lot of people do to this day. You know, they get away with murder. Um, a lot of mid-tier and lower-tier battle rappers swear to God that top tiers watch their battles, take their bars, and say it because no one's going to hear the, them say it, but they'll hear from the other person. And they're like, you know what? I swear to God you guys are watching us and taking our bars purposely. But then the and battle rapper's like, your battle has a thousand views. I, I, couldn't, I didn't watch it. I wasn't one of those thousand people that watched it. You can never prove it either. That's the worst part to me mm. is that, for example... I don't know why. It's probably because of my favorite battle, but everything goes back to stealing Kaboom for me. Steel said, uh, but the butterfly effect, everything I write is real. We had we had a huge name battle rapper, Arsenal, who said that, what was it, two years ago now, a year and a half ago? And it's like, I'm pretty sure he knew this, but, 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 but you know, I, I, I don't know that for sure. You know, so, I, I, I mean, you know, maybe legitimately he, he, he had never heard that. Uh, but it's hard because th- there is no way to prove it either way. Steele made a post where he's like, dude, he took this, and I'm sure Arsenal will contend. Dude, I've literally never heard of that. So, but you you, you see that type of... Sometimes it's blatant. So, what was it? What was this one? Uh, it was... Ah, shit. There was one time that K Shine did one that was so blatantly, blatantly obvious. I'm trying to think of it. It was a uh, Averb had done a battle in St. Louis versus Cortez and had said something that was huge, and then K Shine did it three months later, and it was clear. Like at the time, you you would have known this line because it was such a big deal. It wasn't double back like a camel. It was. What was the other one he said in that battle? Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm. I, 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 I'm sure if I watch it all, I'll, I'll catch on. But there might have been a scandal. You're right. There might have been a scandal around that time. There definitely might have been. This, this happened now too, where like 
Um, it's happened with Verb, actually. It's funny you say Verb. Verb's the other person that you would think, like, had the iron low, like, I'm anemic bar against goods, and then I've set the exact same bar, and I was like, well, I've never seen that battle. It's like, yeah, a, a Verb and goods is like a 3.0 million view battle. Like, how have you never seen it? It's a pretty big batch. And, but it's just very possible for these guys to think the exact same way. I'm not, it's not far-fetched. And, and some of the concepts are pretty, pretty simple enough that, that it can and will happen. I wonder the most if like um, some of these concepts that like like that have evolved over time, like back to the time machine thing we talked about earlier. I wonder if like you presented the future back in the day, would we have been able to appreciate it, right? And, and I'm trying to think of some guys that were like that maybe weren't that good at that moment, but when you look back and watch it, you're like, damn, this actually was a pretty good battle rapper. Like this guy was actually really solid, you know, like. Um, it's not much footage of O Solo, but like O Solo back then being so unorthodox, like that level of unorthodoxness works back then. And now we actually want people to kind of be weird now. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then vice versa, if you take like a New Jersey twerk now and put him in like lines, then we'll be like, well, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, it's 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 definitely it's definitely an interesting thing. Or how people back in the day who were very popular and big and the main guys today would be laughed out the building. <laughs> you know, I mean, can you imagine Cool Mo D going on a URL stage right now? This no, I said <laughs> You know, this versus Shock and Shook. <laughs> But you know what? Battles didn't feel as debatable back then. Even though a lot of them are. Like, you walked away with that room, and that room kind of had, like, a decision. Always. Like, that room kind of knew who won. Like, when you watch Mook and Mills, like, at the end, like, you're like, oh, Mills probably won in this in this crowd. But you watch it on cam now, 20 years later, you're like, this battle's mad close. This battle's mad close. Mook and Lux, the same thing. That whole fucking sneaker store is going crazy. But that battle's mad right. close. So, like, it felt like back then debatables weren't a thing. Like, people wouldn't even say, like, people would not say 2-1 preference because it wasn't three rounds. They weren't saying, like, oh, that battle's debatable. Like, they just gave winners. It's all, it's also interesting to think about uh, how battles age. And sometimes you think that they're so amazing and then, you know, oh, seven worst. years later you watch them. You know, and, okay, let me, let me flip the script on you and actually ask you a question. Is there a battle rapper that you've never understood? Like you've seen that people love them or that they are a big name and you've never understood. You've never understood it. Is is there anyone you can think of? Because I have one and I have done everything. I guess I'll go first. I've done everything in my power and he's not bad. And I think he's good. I think he's really good. Uh-oh. I don't think I've never understood the murder mook is the greatest of all time thing. I've never, ever, ever understood it. Mm. When when I watch him and Sirius Jones, I, 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 I'm just like, what? I, I don't get it. And 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 I know some people will look at that and say, oh, well, you don't understand it because of who you are. T Rex is probably my favorite battler of all time. So I think T Rex is. I think T Rex is way better than Murder Mook. I mean, not maybe not right now, but 
you know, so, so it's not a style thing. I, I just, I, I don't get it. Uh, but I, I always try to, because there are a lot of people who love, love Mook. And, and again, I'm not taking away from him. His his place in battle rap history is completely solidified. He is uh, one of the most influential people of all time. Uh, and, and I'm not at all saying he's bad, you know, but I've never understood the, 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 the narrative the of God like why, what makes him exactly the greatest. Uh, maybe the most impactful, maybe the logo, because he when he did four Smack battles, four Smack DVD battles, right, that wasn't a cool thing to do. That's why when Sirius Jones told him, you've been on Smack six times and still ain't got a deal on the table yet, at that time period, it was a, it was looked, it was was frowned upon to be on that many DVDs and battles. Like, it's like, you're still battling? That was That's what it was like. So, and Jones and Mook, that's just a revolutionary battle because Mook studied camera work and realized, like, if I look into the camera, perform these bars, it'll age well. Um, they did all the, the skits and, 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 the, and the, like, little scene, and he, he really stepped his performance up. But Jones had all the qualities and attributes of modern-day battle rap. He's rebuttaling, he's freestyling, he's angling, he's storytelling, he's punching, he's getting heckled, and he's, he's managing the heckling. Like, it's almost as, like, Whoa! This is what we're gonna look at like in the next fourteen, fifteen years. And 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 there's something that I've been so confused at because, you know, Reed is one of my favorites of all time. T. Rex is one of my favorites of all time. A lot of these guys are my favorites of all time, and I'm in complete agreement with everybody. And then all of a sudden, it gets to Mook, and I I'm just like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> and they're like, the fuck is wrong with you, man? And I feel bad to be honest because I feel like I'm missing something, and, and I know everyone's guilty of that at some point where you don't get something or or, or you don't understand it, and then uh, years later or you finally are like, "Oh shit!" You know, like I I think that happened to Shotgun back to Shotgun Shook. I think that happened to Shotgun Shook for for a very long time where people were like, "He's not good. He's you know he just raps and." You know, he was so underrated, man. There, there, then eventually, I don't know the exact year, I think people really started to appreciate him. But I think everyone's guilty of not appreciating people. But I, I, I really am trying to keep an open mind about uh, the Mook thing. And I have for years and years and years. I, I appreciate that. And my name actually is also from Harlem. Um, it's Head Ice. Uh, this guy's an OG. And all the Harlem guys, the Mooks, the Rex, the Shines, the Lux, they, they look at him in a certain light for things that he's done that probably we didn't get a chance to witness and, and all that. And when Lion's Den came around, he was one of the franchise players for Lion's Den, right? But when you look at some of those battles, it's like, all right, you, you made a human shield to tie knots. Like, that's something that would never happen anywhere. Like, if you're grabbing your opponent, that's probably going to end in a fight nine times out of ten with anybody else. But because those two guys were on the road and they had to come to Harlem to battle... Uh, battling Head Ice in Harlem in 2008 was asking for like a death wish. Right? And they're my height too. They're my height. Right. And... It, it was like asking for a death wish. But then when he battled, um, God damn, the guy from Virginia, man, I don't want to forget his name because he was uh, so Jay good. Dice or something like that, Not right? Jay Dice. Dice? I, Jay, I remember Jay Dice. He's from Connecticut. But um, come on, man. He's from Virginia, man. Head Ice versus um, Jay Dash. So when he battled Jay Dash. Jay Dash is kind of fucking head ice up. Use that jab. <laughs> and it's like, oh, hold on. Ice is bleeding. And then Harlem's like, oh, we can't allow this. You know, that's why they went outside. They had an extra round. And Jay Dash was like, I'm, I'm done with raps. And head ice is like, 
Freeze. I respect them for coming, but you're not going to do me like that. And that was like a signature, like a phrase in battle rap. You're not going to do me like that. Because it's like he knew he didn't get off in those three rounds. And he had to come back and make J-Dash look crazy. And this also goes back to the whole Harlem controlling footage and Lions then just manipulating these things. Because J-Dash put some blood in Head Ice's mouth. And we kind of were just like, well, that's not fair. Then he does this human shoe shit to tie knots. And it's like, uh, okay, but who is Ty knots? We don't know this guy. He's not good. Then Cortez finally takes the challenge to battle Head Ice, and it's one of the biggest robberies of all time. They kind of changed the landscape of judge battles because our it wasn't like these were bloggers or like random people in the crowd. These were our hip-hop forefathers judging this battle. And that's when we realized, like, oh, just because you created hip-hop doesn't mean you kind of understand what this culture is right now. Oh, yeah. Especially that, dude. Especially, especially right then and there. That was ridiculous and... I think that that's something we almost have like general agreement on that that was fucking bullshit. But it's actually, one of the biggest act, robberies ever. Actually, let me let me really quick. Uh, you bring up an interesting point. Is there any battlers that you actually disliked or really didn't like, and then you started to really appreciate them? Uh, so I, I guess the reason I asked that I'm trying to think because I. I've had this happen before. Uh, yeah, I know my answer. My answer is gonna have go to be um, my answer gonna have to be Danny Myers. Um, <clears throat> this guy was in the middle of all these this, all these eras we talked about just now, Luke. The two thousands, right? The, being in the street corners, um, the freestyle era. He's been in the middle of all that, and thankfully enough, he actually has a footage uh, footage online on his YouTube of him battling in 2003 in New York in the street corner freestyling. So he's st- you, you still see the aggressiveness, the bars, the punchlines, but he's applying who he is in a freestyle method. So it's almost like, oh, you really have been here. A lot of guys say they have and they don't have the footage. He has the footage, and he used to live in New York for a time period. Like He's dedicated himself to be... Like, he lived in New York, Detroit, and he did all those things to go out and try to find these guys to battle Moog, Rex, Miles, X-Factor, all these people. Fortunately, you never crossed paths with them, but now you got to say to yourself, damn, what would have happened if Danny Myers and Rex battled in 04? Because it could have very been possible. And, and that's something that a lot of people don't know, man. A lot of people don't know that Danny Myers lived in New York. I didn't know that until I was just randomly talking to him on the phone one day and he just casually mentioned, I mean, this was years and years and years ago, but I mean, it's crazy. You know, the, the question I just asked, I had an answer for it, but I actually don't remember what my answer was. There was a reason I asked the question. Oh, that's it. T-Rex, I, I, th- I think it was because he's such a fucking villain and you want to hate him. So I think there was a while that because I hated him so much as a person, even though I didn't know the man, and even though I'm sure he's a fantastic individual, he is a fucking villain. And a lot of people, especially I think people from the Midwest, hated him. I tried so hard not to like him, you know? Uh, and and then, you know, there there were compounding things. There were... You know, when, when I think Verb was treated so unfairly when he battled T Rex, I think he was treated so fucking unfairly, and I think I, I agree, such bullshit. So like, then I was like, oh yeah, I really hate that fucker. 
<laughs> but then, you know, you just watch and you're like, dude, I cannot not. I mean, he, he could. He could Brian, drop. Brian Rex up. was a sight, man. It was really yeah. a sight to watch. Yeah. He, I mean, he's. When the fuck is he coming back, man? Like, and I don't mean doing a battle. I mean, when is he coming back? Because you don't lose this. You don't lose the skill. You lose your passion. You lose your hunger. You lose. That's a good point. Because, dude, for me, that's that's what I'm missing. I'm missing Rex. There's a couple others where if they came back and had an amazing performance, I would probably be rejuvenated in terms of battle rap, you know? Mm. But he, you know, dude, at his best, T-Rex is so fucking good, man. Prime T-Rex in 2012 was truly a sight. And he was the only guy that is just as active in the DVD days that he was in the modern days. And he really held it down. Like, he probably, it, it all, when it's all said and done, he has to be the greatest of his era. Like, when you compare him to Mook, Iron, Reed, Math, all these guys, you have to say, yo, hold on. You're the only one that we could have actually said is the best battle rapper in the world out of all these guys back then and now. You know what yes. I'm saying? So, like, Rex is definitely somebody you got to put flowers on all the time. Even though now, like, he's kind of, like you say, he's lost passion, probably procrastinates, doesn't care as much. And that's a really good point. You don't lose the skill, you lose the passion. Because any of these guys could just turn up and have a good performance. But the last, the last time I've seen T-Rex, the last time I saw the T-Rex that we know, first round versus shine that was unbelievable he can do that three rounds and i don't understand why he didn't do that three rounds he always says that that battle he purposely chose to not do that for three rounds you know and it's kind of interesting to see like damn your first round was this good so you could have kept this up but you know watching that battle is just sad you know it's just kind of sad to watch him lose that way and there's a lot of performances when you see the greats just kind of dwindle down um, it's just kind of sad to watch, but I feel like it doesn't diminish their legacies as a whole because if they go away, you don't remember them for that moment. You remember them for their peaks and their highs, and that's why like like this culture just becomes so interesting because so many people's peaks are so integral to the history and the timeline of everything. Like Thesaurus's peak when he was probably the best in the world in 2006, incredible. Illmatic's peak when he was probably the best in 04, incredible. Rex when he was probably the best in 2012, incredible. Sirius Jones when he was probably the best in, in 05, 06. Like there's a lot of guys that were just so like they're just their peaks and their storylines, their their attributes of greatness is cemented in the culture. I think the only thing that hurts the most is that in that early stages, we never got to see a lot of these guys in, in their primes face against each other. Like, they always say, like, the Soros and Ilmac is just Rex and Mook across the coast. But, the, you know, and I feel like both those, I feel like both parties always knew about each other and respected each other, but never got the chance to actually just clash. And and I, th I think you also hit on this earlier, and again, I don't know if you were recording or not, but there are such different camps in battle rap in terms of what people appreciate, um, like, or know about that. Sometimes those cross platform battles work. Sometimes they don't. And it also depends on what audience you have them in front of. Uh, I would like to, just as a curiosity, like to see, you know, the ones you just mentioned battle each other, but I think it would be perceived pretty terribly. <laughs> I, I think I think it wouldn't be all that great. I think it would be kind of weird. 
yeah, a lot of a lot of us passed this curve now, so like yeah. now it just it'd be an awkward thing to watch. But there's just a list of so many coulda, woulda, shoulda, what if this happened, or like some of the even the biggest ones, like things that actually could have happened, but it fell through, like Mook and Reed in 08 at World Series of Hip Hop. Like Laura knows how much different the landscape of battle rap is now if Mook doesn't catch a clear body that night and Reed like him and Reed put on this greatest mega match. You know what I'm saying? Like they they really missed out on that window. And maybe nobody realized how important these things were at the time, so that's why nobody put the precedent to make these battles happen when they needed to happen. What battles have we missed? So what I mean by that is what battles needed to or really should have happened that have never happened, that it wouldn't matter if they happened anymore. Mm. But like at the time... I'll give, I'll give you an example, because somebody said this years and years and years ago. They said, uh, they, uh, I think it was Bishop Brigante, maybe, said, King of the Dot never wants this to happen again, where where we have a battle that needs to happen that doesn't, and then it loses its, uh, you know, it, it loses its power, and no one really wants to see it, and frankly, it wouldn't be good. But, you know, Hollow Hand, uh, Hollow Hand and Disaster at one point. Mm absolutely should have happened there's no reason it shouldn't have happened and because it never happened i think hollowhand went to prison i think that's likely why uh that would have been just insane i don't want to see that anymore gin and gin oh. and ilmac or gin versus dis- uh disaster yes. yes yes oh gin and this oh lord and that was so much promotion from disaster too Jin actually thought he could have battled both of them the same day. You know what? I'm glad maybe somebody talked him out of it. I'm glad. I'm very grateful somebody did that for him. And it almost looks like he realizes he can't come back to this era, which is why he's been so hesitant to return. And I'm and I'm okay with that. <laughs> There's a lot of matches that I just I really do wish did happen, or just uh, we got the chance to to witness uh, Verb and Head Ice. That that oh, faithful sweet. night, like you can't help but wonder, what if Head Ice would have got caught with Guardian Angels? And this goes back to the whole what I was saying, like oh, every time Head Ice is in front of something like real dangerous, like it kind of just like evaded it. <laughs> Picked the perfect night to evade that. Uh, Young Ill versus Goods. It's another battle I wish happened when it, it should have happened, you know. So there's a plethora of 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 these these dropped opportunities because business wasn't right and nobody realized how important it would be a decade later only people like you and i care about it <laughs> you know young l's another one like uh, I, I i i think young l's situation is actually different than t-rex i get the impression i don't know young l so i don't know if it's true but i get the impression that t-rex just stopped caring I feel that like something happened with Young L because I I know er, in battles in between when he was doing really well and now he had some issues on stage that seemed kind of like something was going on with him. But he he he's another one where at his best, and I know lots of people are not going to agree with this. I think at his best, I thought he was better than Verb. I thought he was better than Hitman. He had a window, Luke, where. He was better than both, right? Exactly. Uh, that's what, I always say this, right? Gnome 1, 2011, was the first big like stage where thousands of people were able to come in. It was the first ticket, ticketing event for URL. Right. And Hitman and Verb opted out of those th- that event because they had done so good prior. So they didn't need to be on Gnome 1. They were going to build the anticipation for later. Right. Um, but because they missed Gnome 1, I feel like they didn't get a chance to translate to the stage 
So when they main event and co-main event it, uh, Summer Madness won and both bombed, and Young Ill did no one. It was like, oh, hold on, this guy knows how to perform good on the stage. These two guys don't know how to handle this 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 magnitude of a stage. Then Young Ill has the T Rex battle, and for that, that little six month window, you're like, oh, hold on, is Young Ill better than? Verb and Hitman is Young Ill that guy, you know what I'm saying? Because then Hitman and Verb both had one rounders that didn't really pan out their way, and then they battle each other. But prior to them battle each other, Young Ill battle conceded and had a great battle to, to the masses. Never released. I was in the building for it. Never released. And so that little window is like, oh, Young Ill's the best in the Midwest, and then it all just went downhill. And that's another big what if if Young Ill never just what if outside. Battle America continued. Oh man! Battle America, Battle America, Battle America. And, that shit was fire. URL has to be happy with so many of the other leagues that came around and took those gambles that they weren't willing to take because it fed the culture what we wanted, and it gave them the opportunity to to still be like, all right, we don't got to take a loss on this battle. The culture wins, and we can use that to figure out how to build better. Don't you? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, they let other people bankrupt themselves, and they're like, all right, cool. Now that matches out the way. Let's get something else coming. And that's another my YouTube channel is, uh, I think it's 20 short-lived battle rap leagues. But it, when you actually take the time and look, it is a little insane to see, uh, you know, how many battle rap leagues there were. That <laughs> just faltered. That just, that just had this, oh, this is going to be the best. Yeah. You know. Yeah, everybody tried to hit that grand slam home run, and it would like be a thing for a little bit of time, and then it just goes away. And I guess ultimately, this thing is just not sustainable. You got I give my hats off to the league so far, King of the RB URL, for being able to maintain themselves for so long. The biggest prof, the, the biggest profit margin in battle rap is on up and coming talent. And the worst part is, a lot of people don't care about up and coming talent because we don't know who they are yet until they pop. <laughs> right there was another thing I wanted to uh, tackle here um, let me see in my notes because this this, this this is so much history and, and everything we can talk about here mm. so you're, you're big on collecting the history I'm big on collecting the statistics of battles right and can I just say that's the coolest shit ever man like I I don't pay attention to anything battle rap, especially in social media, but I look forward to your guys' posts all the time about that, man. Appreciate that, bro. Those things are... And and I think a lot of people don't realize how much work that takes because it isn't just you collecting the statistics. It isn't just... And, and that alone takes so much more time than people think. But you need to make the visual for it, which doesn't take the longest in the world, but when you're doing multiple, it does. You have to post it. You have to plan i mean it, it it's yeah an infographic is a little bit of work i know it's i i did a series on twitter for like a year it was today in battle rap history where, where i just tweeted oh today april 28th this happened you know in 19 whatever that shit was so much work just having to remember every day to do it so really hats off man because that's crazy that, that that you put that much time and effort, and I hope people are appreciating it as much as I am. Because, like I said, that's the only real 
social media bad rap stuff that I ever really even pay attention to is that stuff. You know? Yeah, when, when we first when we first finally met each other, cross paths in Philly, and I told you how big of a fan I was of you. You said the same back to me, and I was just like, "Well, this is incredible because like I've learned so much from the dialogue and history that you presented. I wouldn't have thought that you would have been able to learn back the same from me, not knowing because I knew you were a little bit off the radar, off the grid. But I guess that mutual respect." Just, just clicked and connected, and I got a big shout out to the team because, like, we have a whole statistical team for this. You know, we have the graphic designer, shout out to Dylan, who puts all the infographics together. And another guy, his name is Tim. He call him Tim the Genius. He does uh, transcriptions for all the battle lyrics. He's transcribed over 500 King of the Dot battles. So this guy is a savant, so a walking genius, and is a walking. Statistical Excel sheet. <laughs> so uh, without those two guys, uh, the battle rap stats that we create, I, I think wouldn't exist the way they do. But so I got to give them their flowers. And, and the reason why I want to bring up the statistics, this is gonna be fun, Luke. I think 2009 is the greatest year of battle rap. Um, over the evolution of battle rap from 2009 and below, uploaded battles were, on average, I think 16 minutes. And I think you might have talked about this one point too. Now, moving forward from 2010 and on, an average battle upload can range from 37 to 42 minutes. That's almost twice, almost three times the amount of time that you would watch one battle. So, you, could, you back then, you were able to watch two, three battles at a time that will take you to watch one now. And that alone, I think, affected the fan base because back then, you're able to binge and catch up on so many people at one time. Now, one battle almost takes, almost takes an hour of your day. And 2009 was the sweet spot where you had the explosion of regions, leagues. You had, um, it's funny, like Thesaurus and Ilmac, I call them Jean Short Nation because of everybody in WRCs wore jean shorts. So <laughs> the entire Jean Short Nation were like raveling because they still had Thesaurus and Ilmac. Maybe at the tail end of their prime, well, the tail end of Thesaurus' prime, Ilmac still kept elevating as, as years went on. So you had those two guys being the face of grind time. You had Street Status, who just came in with these Midwest guys. You had Lions then, who was who was holding it down when Smack took a two-year hiatus. URL came into the to, the to the end of 2009. Fight Club aired their final tournament, Arsenal and Hollow, right? Uh, obviously, King of the Dot also existed, so they started doing their chains and all that. Um, and Don't Flop was about maybe months away from being created. So 2009, you had all these leagues and all these different parts and World and World Star being the the hub of all of this. It might have really been the greatest year of battle rap. That, that's a good breakdown because I generally look at it as 2012, but I think you make a pretty compelling make the make the case for 2012. Well, shit, I I don't have everything in front of me, but. Ah, shit, and, and I hope I have this right. Verb Hitman and Summer Madness too. I oh, think yeah. that alone. Those those two alone. <laughs> I, I think that alone. Um, I'm trying to. I actually have a document somewhere. I'm actually looking for it. You got cannabis in uh in, in disaster that year too. Oh, who gives a who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I mean, yeah, sure, sure, sure. All right, 2012. Uh, conceded to serve. Oof. Shadi Hora Arsenal. Oof. Uh, that Armageddon event that got canceled and was this crazy and all yeah. that. Uh, World Domination Three. Disaster mm. DNA reaches one million. Mm. Gnome Two. Mm. Uh, Vendetta. Uh, when King of the Dot went to Cali, kind of for the first time. It wasn't like their first time in Cali, but for a big one. 
uh, URL any given Sunday. Hey, Vendetta was like the breakout for daylight. Like that's yeah, like exactly. But there we go. See, uh, oh, there was that URL VIP only event. You know, the one where we haven't seen still. Is that the one where conceded and uh, Young Ill Battle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blackout Two, King of the Dot, uh, and I know it's late 2011, but URL went to Detroit for Motor City Mayhem. I mean, that's late 2011, but yeah, it all, dro- it all dropped in 2012, and they started dropping. The See, that, that's after. fair though. See, because like now it's kind of like if a battle happens, we can somehow we can buy a vod, it's pay per view, it's live stream, and right. there might be somebody trying to bootleg it. So you can get the battle when it happens in the calendar year. Back then, it happened. You weren't there. Wait, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. <laughs> so 2009 and 2012 definitely really strong. Like 2012, Here, one of the most influential years. No one's ever gonna argue all those battles you listed. I just think it's so crazy that in 2009 you had so many moving parts and all these talented pieces that came together that formed the pillars of what we're still watching today. You know, what I'm saying still, we're still still watching yeah. Verb, Hitman, Cortez, Big T, K Shine, Head Ice. Uh, you know, uh, we're not watching Rex as much, but we're still watching Hollow. Right. We're still watching. Uh, we're still watching. Uh, obviously, the, uh, Ill Mac. He still battles frequently. There's a whole lot of guys. Two thousand nine. That we're still watching. And, and I actually I pulled up this document on my end. Uh, so another two thousand nine things, and, and you have to keep in mind a, a lot of these dates are dates that I've found and I've tried to uh, not collaborate, uh, corroborate. But anyways, this is what I have. St. Louis travels to New York City for Lions Den, 2009. Mm. Fight Club Tournament where Arsenal and Hollow battle, 2009. Uh, battle of LA 2, 2009. Uh, Iron Solomon versus Jin is finally released, 2009. Uh, mm. Grizzlemania 1, 2009. Battle of the Bay 5, 2009. Uh, <sighs> Arsenal versus Conceded is released, 2009. 2009. Uh, Passwords Hollow the Don, uh, 2009. Bad Blood, uh, Grunt Time, uh, 2009. Oh, it says, uh, oh, you already said this, the, yeah, the, uh, first URL event. Uh, Midwest Massacres that year, too. Hollow mm-hmm. versus Averbs that year, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Ilmac versus Hollow, Ilmac versus Khan. It, a lot happened that year, Luke, and I mm-hmm. really feel like that's the year that. If you take any other year out of battle rap, the history changes. But if you take that year specifically out, the entire like just just it just all like crumbles. That's a good point. I never actually thought about two thousand nine that much, but you're completely right. Oh, huh. that's crazy. Thesaurus and Ilmac headline uh, Battle of the Bay Five, you know, and that was like their big rematch. Marv One made his return against Averb. Like Marv One had took years off and. And he's like, oh, making my return. Like, a lot happened. And think about this. When you watch that Battle of the Bay flyer, you look at it. Averb, DNA, Hollow Pass. They're all at the bottom of the flyer. These are guys that, like, headlines are headliners now. Did you pull this up? You pulled it up? I have have this all on my wall. What? Yeah, let me see if I can show you. That's cool as hell. I I need that. Let me see. I'll show you the wall, man. Whoop. There we go. Check it out, no bro. No fucking way. No fucking way. What? What? Yeah, bro. There's a whole... I got everything. Bro, don't, you know. say, don't, don't say shit about me being any type of battle rap encyclopedia. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, dude? What? <laughs> That's the coolest shit I've ever seen, man. Hey, listen, listen, listen. 
you'll actually appreciate this. I never ended up doing it because um, I've been buying and selling cars. But I really wanted to deck my car out. When I was super into bed, right? I wanted to deck it out with just like custom-made stickers. It'd be like, uh, you know, it'd be like a little picture of Averb and it would be like, so it's showtime. And then that would be on my bumper along with like the Saurus like two times and along with, uh, you know, like Loaded Lux, like, you know, all these like... My, my dream is to create like portraits of like artwork for all like moments that matter, like a picture of Ilmac the Source together, you know, like like a picture of like Verb when he has the jacket when he battled Hitman, or like Hollow when like he has like I don't know so many different moments I could just pick apart. That like I just want artwork for that framed and just make a whole like calligraphy of all that stuff because no, like, I I would love something like that, like like a like a big framed thing of. Verb. I mean, you know, here's one thing that I think you can feel me on is that a lot of people, I, I think less nowadays because it's became so, so, so big. But I know early on in Battle Rap, people would give me a hard time because I was so into it. And they'd be like, dude, like, you know, it's, it's, it's like to me, it was my, I moved to Philly in 2000 and I don't remember exactly, but. The Vikings are are not on out here. Timberwolves <laughs> are not on out here, and none of them have been doing well anyway since I moved out here. Really, so I'm not watching sports. You know what I'm saying? Battle rap was my sports. Nobody gives sports fans a hard time if they the wear fanatics. Gear. Yeah, if if they ask for autographs, if they spend twelve thousand dollars on season tickets, nobody gives them a hard time. But if I, you know, like, you know, it's different. You know, I'll take it one step further. You don't even got to use sports, even just hip hop. If you are a hip hop connoisseur and collecting all these hip hop artifacts, nobody cares. You create bad rap artifacts, somebody's going to be like, you're weirdo. Like, what do you mean? It's still hip hop. I had had (laughs) Hitman Verb as the background of my phone for the longest time. And people were like, oh, that's weird. First of all, I don't really care if you think it's weird. Like, oh well you know like that's my phone you know yeah but it's like yeah i probably especially at my peak took it too far but it's like who cares like that's what a mega fan is you know but i'm sure i'm sure at some point you've probably had somebody whether it's directly or indirectly just oh i think you're too much into it like who Okay, like it's an interest, just like anything else. Like you know what it was though, is that when we were into it, it wasn't a fully blown industry yet. So we didn't know we can monetize our insight and knowledge of the culture, or or spread this awareness, or even create a platform or a voice where it affects and touches leagues, artists, fans, Mm -hmm. supporters, and brand new fans. And so once we started to realize that we're like, hold on, we have a, we kind of have a responsibility now that we have all this information and to continue to retain, obtain new and, and spread it to the masses. It matters a lot. Uh, I, I really feel like, um, you know, nobody saw this coming and that's why maybe over the past decade or so, so much money's been left on the table. So much business has been left on the table. Nobody's still really, even to this day, we still haven't really figured out and cracked the code to this. Like no bad rapper has created wealth or residuals from this. So we're, we're probably in the best positions. I always say this people that are content creators, um, whether they're media, whether they're compilation guys, whether they're infographic guys, we're, we're, we have the best seat in the house because 
we can keep we can keep revolving with this or keep going backwards to all the stuff that exists prior. The artists, I feel bad for them. They they're the main act and they're the reason why this culture exists and they probably have the least opportunities to 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 create revenue uh, as a, as opposed to us. It's kind of nuts. You, you know another thing that's super interesting to me is the number of people who are not casual fans of battle rap but very casual fans of battle rap like i'm talking about they watch battle rap and they will know one or two names and they'll watch like once a month just like randomly turn on something you know i remember i'm in uh i'm in norristown so you know bill collectors from out there and i was in a walmart parking lot walked by this guy watching on his phone some sort of big t battle and i'm like hey man you know we got an event in Philly coming up and all that. And and he, he just kind of was like, oh, they do battle rap, like events. And I'm like, like, what? And, you know, I remember I was traveling one time. I was in Cincinnati. I was in the library. A guy was watching T-Rex and Arsenal. And I talked to him a little bit about it. And he wasn't like a fan, fan, fan. He was just kind of like, oh, yeah, occasionally I'll pull these up and watch these. Or, you know, this girl I'm seeing right now, she talks all the time about, Oh yeah, there's some sort of battle guy that I watch like, you know, once every couple, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, what's the name? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> it's like and, and and that's a crazy concept to me, is is the not the casual fans, but how many there's so many people who are they watch and, and these are millions of people who watch, but they don't really follow it. They just kind of one day are bored in bed on a Sunday, like look up rap battle oh url oh king of the dot i'm gonna watch this for a little bit so i mean that's super interesting to me because as you very well know when you're at this level of interest everyone you surround yourself is, is a battle rap head too you know when, when i'm talking to guys like troy martin on a regular basis it's like that's the type of person you surround yourself with so you you are around other battle heads but you don't realize that the vast majority of battle fans are casual. And then even in that casual subsection, there's casual, casual where they hardly even know battlers' names. You know? I blame the length of content for um, us struggling so much as a, as a culture to, to uh, convert casual fans to become hardcore fans. Because pretend you knew nothing about battle rap starting tomorrow, right? And you dedicated 12 hours a day for five days a week for a whole yes. month that's 240 hours a month to catch up on battle rap you might not catch up on everything still you can dead ass give 200 hours to this culture and you still might miss a lot of things Dude. yes i mean one million percent i mean that that's part of the reason that it's even hard to get your friends into battle rap is you put on a battle and they're like there's two things there's first they're like well i have no idea what the fuck this guy's referencing but then in the other way especially if they are not super hip hop people, uh, they'll be like, okay, what does this mean? Like I made, I've made the mistake a million times of playing JC versus Chilla Jones for people. I don't think that's a good battle to introduce it's people a, to. It's a terrible battle. I'm a moron, but I've showed it like three or four times. People yeah. Like, people say before. that. I, I don't personally feel like it's one of the best unless they like, unless they like really love hip hop. But yeah. like I bring them to iron and math, a good intergender battle. Simple wordplay, but it's effective. Did you and say intergender? I'm saying I'm sorry, interracial. <laughs> I'm 
sorry. <laughs> Good catch. Good catch. Thank you. I was like, what am I missing here? I'm, I'm sorry. Interracial. Ooh, we might have to bleep that one out. A good interracial battle. People love to see some black and white uh, like mix in, in the ring because it is like, oh, snap. Like, who am I voting for? Am I going for this white guy that's really good? Or am I going with the, with the brother? Oh, no, this white boy is nice. And, and it's almost like creates this whole like fascination of wanting to watch it. That's why battles like Pat Stain, Danny Myers resonates with people, too. And, and so there's a lot of interracial battles that kind of work for the casual eyes and ears. Which... And it's, it's interesting you actually mentioned that. And, and this is something that I've never really talked too much about. But there is, I guess it's sort of a problem, but it's sort of like, I, I, I don't know how you want to put it, but there are a lot, a lot, a lot of white people who get into battles where they are originally watching battles because they're like, oh, this white guy is beating this black guy, right? And then they do transition into becoming real invested fans who like everyone regardless of anything but it is interesting how how many people start like that um in 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 the culture in their appreciation then they you know then they grow they you know they they, they watch iron solomon in math because they wanted they wanted to see iron solomon and and they liked him because uh he was a white guy that was doing so good yeah like they were they were like unicorns at the time Exactly. That's, all, that's why I hate it when Jin and Iron battle. I'm like, right. you put the two unicorns against each other? Why would you do this? Like, <laughs> you're supposed to put, like, Jin against, like, Rex or, like, Jin against somebody from Philly. Like, you know, and Jin had a solid resume at the time, like, and had won the Fight Club Power Summit, right, against mm-hmm. Shells in, in, in Puerto Rico, and that was major. So it's like, wait, why are we putting Iron and Jin against each other when Iron wants Mook? Iron wants this guy. Jin wants this guy. Like, well, don't put the two unicorns against each other and, right. and make them like like kill each other because Iron killed Jin, and that was like really the like the biggest fall of Jin. Like he lost his Jones, and then he doubled back and lost to Iron. And it's like, yeah, you know, this and this is when losing was big. Like if you lost back then, clear like your career could really take a hit. And that's crazy thing about too. Isn't that just a huge change too? Yeah. That that's that's this crazy thing about. I mean, we we have people who haven't won in four years who who are still, you know, the biggest names. You know, it's crazy, man. Yeah, when I was a business, any if as long as you're marketable and you you're profitable, you can get booked no matter your your win loss record. But there, back then, it was like people went out their way to see you, and you went out your way to perform because you probably weren't getting compensated, and the people were there to try to see your talents. So if you left a sour taste in her mouth, that's all they're going to remember of you. It kind of shocks me sometimes that Tay Rock himself actually uh, got a, a second lifespan at this because getting bodied by Clips was like a... a... Whoa, hold on. You're not supposed to die like this and come back? <laughs> no, it, it it took him a while, though, you know? It did. I, I, I and, and again, I think people without the appreciation of the history... Or newisher fans like don't realize that Tay Rock was not the face. I remember when Tay Rock battled B Magic, uh, and Smack had something said something like, "I did this for my birthday because these are my two favorites." And you know, if if he had said that about Tay Rock now, they'd be like, "Oh, duh!" Like Tay Rock's the face. But like at the time, you know, it's it it like Tay Rock's just a guy who battles. He wasn't all that. 
you know, after Ill Will, after a, a couple of those things, he became this mega star. You know, but he had to work his ass off. He had to work his fucking ass off. Who who you think's the greatest battle of all time? Of all time. Not not in terms, not in terms of accomplishments. In terms of pure skill. Wow. Um You you can pick three. Pick three. I can pick three, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna put Ilmac in there. Because I generally feel like he has the rap ability, the punch ability, the freestyle ability, the angle ability to go toe-to-toe with anybody. So, Ilmax in there for me. Um, I know a lot of people like to put Howler down because he's a Swiss Army knife, but... He really is, yeah. <laughs> I feel like DNA is just capable of doing every single thing that Howler could do at a higher level. He, he punches better. He rebuttals more. He can mid-round rebuttal freestyle more. He can. I feel like he constructs better angles. Yeah, sure. Hollow can paint it a little really good and knows how to use props to like make it like pop and stand out. But I just really like the way DNA does these things. You know what I mean? And um, so that's two. Ilmac DNA. Um, one more, man. One more. It's hard, man. It's, it's it, hard. It's so many. Really it's so many greats. That's the thing. And um, I think my third might really. It, it's it's gonna be somebody from the Midwest. I'm stuck between Averb and Hitman, because people like to put Averb above Hitman, but I'm really one to say, uh, Hitman doesn't have too many bad performances. He's explosive. There's this weird notion that he doesn't have bars. How then? If he doesn't have bars, how does he have all these moments? How does he have all these statistics? How does he have all these leaderboard high view level battles? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, no, I, I genuinely believe Hitman is somebody that can beat anybody. And a lot of times he goes into battles as the underdog and still prevails on the road. You know what I'm saying? So between Hitman, DNA, Ilmac, you give me those three, I'm confident in my chances against anybody. See, So all of mine, with the exceptional one. So, so I have two that I'm thinking of that they are on the basis of if they give a fuck in their battle, if they try. <clears throat> So I'm going to say Averb period is just uh, top three for me of all time in terms of skill. And it isn't about if he gives a fuck because he all would come with it. But the other two, T-Rex, we already talked about him. That motherfucker, when he comes and he does his thing, he's untouchable, in my opinion. The other guy, and I think, I think this might be controversial, but Calico, man. Calico mm, is so fucking one. good. And I think it was Quest McCody said this in an interview on a math show. Uh, uh, he said, Calico is the first Detroit battle rapper. And I, I didn't understand what he was talking about. He said, there has never been a battle rapper that is so Detroit. And what he means by that is him, Miles, all of them, they learn from New York City. That, 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 that's where they learned battle rap. They learned from some, some of the Philly DVDs too or from wherever. So they developed their style and kind of on the basis of that, right? Calico was like an 11-year-old kid learning from all these guys. So he's the first like Detroit battle rap. I thought that was super cool. I will say in terms of pure skill, that this is another one that I think is going to be super controversial. Maybe I'm just biased for the Midwest, man. Fucking clean paper, bro. Like, listen, I know he was, he a, he was such a special talent, Luke. Bro, he's special. He's he's 
that man is even have you ever been around him just like he's, he's so fun to be around he's so fun bro, to be around the man can think of things at the top of his head that are just like uh the way he talks is is the quickest he's one of the quickest thinkers i've ever seen uh i remember I, some people in the people don't know us but he spends a lot of time in philly we're at a Philly event and and they were making fun of me because I told them I don't watch the Vikings unless they are winning, right? And everybody's giving me a hard time, like, oh, you're just a bandwagon, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And clean, clean jumps right in the middle. It's like, Luke, I got this. And he just goes off on them talking about, I don't know who the Detroit, you know, QB is, and and unless that motherfucker's winning. But like he I like I can't even do what he did, but he just decimated this group of like 12 people who were fucking with me and just joking around. And it's just, I don't know, clean. I, I think he, he lets his, whatever else is going on in his life. Um, you know, and I don't mean that in like a bad way, like there's bad things going on in his life, but I think he this doesn't take bad rap seriously, you know, but I think when that motherfucker is on like him versus QP, him versus Arsenal, that shit is unbelievable. Yeah, he's incredible, man. He really was supposed to be one of those next guys to carry the Midwest torch. Oh, and even fuck? even when even when he battled Tay Rock and he had that like crazy first round, the drag queen, you say to yourself, if you didn't just mail it in and gave us another round of this, could you have ended Tay Rock that night? Like Tay Rock's name is spelled wrong on this flyer. Like we still didn't we we wasn't sure if we wanted Tay Rock in our lives yet. <laughs> That's a drag queen. Oh my god, dude. Or Dude, and, 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 and this is another thing that, that people, I don't think people really appreciate. If you watch Clean Paper versus B-Magic, dude, there's just something fucking magical about Clean Paper in that battle. Little Brother Panic and Looking for the Mac, when we stepped in, like, it's just like, what? It's like, oh my God, I don't, I don't even know, man. Yeah, yeah, Clean Paper, man. Oh, uh, look, man, this, this has been everything that I envisioned. Uh, we're, we're definitely gonna have to spin the block maybe a part two in the, in the future because there's, there's so much we can talk about and we haven't even talked about like all-time greats or moments or lists in history forget about it it's, um can i just make a quick plug here really quick is of course uh, you can you know i haven't lived in minnesota for years but um if you are in minnesota manslaughter battle league and no coast operate out of there I know there's COVID right now, so I don't really know what's going on. But, you know, No Coast and Manslaughter Battle League, check those out because, you know, they're operating out of Minneapolis, St. Paul. So, again, if you're a battle fan, you got you, you to gotta support your local, you know. Uh, in Philly, we have so many fucking battle leagues. Just Google, you know, we got Battle Academy. We got Powerhouse, Trap House, uh, so many different ones. So, you know, make sure you... You know, and 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 regardless of what city you live in, there's probably a league, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize, is you can be in Nebraska and there's a league there. There's people who are interested in it. So if you're a battle fan, just try to find your uh your local community and build with them. And yeah, touching base with the small leagues and the local leagues does a lot for you because I always look at the local leagues like developmental leagues. Yeah. And you build a relationship with those people that are trying to develop into careers. And even if they never pop or make it anywhere or ever, like, lucratively touch a main uh, 
stage league, like URLRB, King of the Dot, you still build that networking connection and you still get the chance to learn from battle rappers that are still amateurs or professionals because there's a lot to learn from the art form on every level. 100%. 100%. And if I, if I can just add one more, man, is I admire so fucking much what Lex Luthor and I battle do. Love Lex. I, it's unbelievable that that man is a natural born leader just the way he operates and has grown that despite so many challenges so you know if if you are in new york support i battle you know no man uh he he's really good at, at uh recruiting he's done a fantastic job at uh putting people in positions to succeed Yes. So he he's he's and he's he's really good too with all the stuff he multitask and balances, like he he's if he jumps in the ring he can tear somebody's head off. <laughs> it's pretty crazy because you wouldn't think somebody that manages as much could be good still, right? Like it's difficult to be creative and administrative at the same time. What was that line he did where he made up a, a person? It was like like Patrick Thompson or something. It it was a made up individual. It wasn't a real person. I don't know if you remember that, but that shit was so fucking funny. He does a lot of those, man. Minnesota Luke, man, the historian. All right, all right. It's a pleasure, my brother. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you, man. We, we will chop it up soon. And there's plenty of things in the works that I, I definitely going to need your blessings on and need you to oversee. We got some exciting stuff coming up real soon, man. All right, all right.